Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. There always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here is your host, Candy Messer. Hello, and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, Three High Performance Habits for Success and Resilience, informative. If you are unable to join us and you would like to listen to the show, a link is located under the episode directory on my Voice America page, as well as links for iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Kimmy Seltzer is a confidence therapist and authentic dating strategist. With a vat of knowledge and experience as a therapist, certified style coach, dating coach, and matchmaker, she has helped people find lasting love and connection, attract success, and build valuable relationships using her unique confidence makeover process. Using an outside-in approach, Kimmy implements targeted style, emotional, and social intelligence in people's lives using her signature formula, the Charisma Quotient, working on body language, first impressions, image, and messaging, and how it impacts attraction. This Los Angeles-based expert travels as a speaker at national matchmaking conferences, eHarmony, Neutrogena, The Guild at Universal, UCLA, and iDate. Kimmy's also a regular contributor to the Huffington, Huffington Post with appearances in Cosmopolitan, Oprah Magazine, Red Book, Reader's Digest, Ask Men, Fox News Magazine, Yahoo, and the Washington Examiner, among a myriad of other publications. So, Kimmy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you. I know I heard, you know, your presentation recently. I will promote the South Bay Business Women's Association as well. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this would be a great topic to have on my show. So I'm glad you were able to join us. And I wanted just to start with giving us a little bit more background about yourself and how you got involved in helping people to build their confidence. Oh, gosh. Well, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> Just give a snippet or two. But yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I always say we're we're our own best teachers every single time. And if you had asked me what I did for you know, a living, gosh, 16, 17 years ago, it would have looked very different. Because, you know, I the truth of it is I used to be just a, a traditional therapist, so to speak. And I lived a very traditional life. I'm from Chicago and um, had the family, the the dog, the picket fence, you name it. And I really thought that that was my life. And, and back then, I used to work from the inside out and help people you know, that way. And I, I'm sure I did help people, but it wasn't until my own story happened where I kind of flipped the switch and got into what I'm doing today. And that is we, um, on a personal note, we all, you know, picked up, we move across the country, we land here in la la land, as I call it. And we do what all the other people here do. We get a divorce. I'm joking. Obviously there were, you know, issues in this little story, but, um, there I was all alone in my new castle with no friends, no direction. And there was no way I could be a therapist at that point. I couldn't even help myself for God's sakes. And so I really had to take a hard look at how was I going to move forward? And there was this 
defining moment that happened to me that really not only changed my life, but how I help people today is I was in this kind of black period, if if you will, mm-hmm. in my life and my clothes reflected it. I just had all these black clothes. They were oversized, too big. I still had the nursing bras on and I was not nursing any longer. So it just shows you how stuck I was, right? And so even though I had all this great work done for myself, you know, I I worked on the inside, I had a great support system, I still couldn't get out of my own way until one day, I just, I was so fed up. What does a girl do and nothing fits her? I was, I hated the way I looked. I went shopping. Mm -hmm. This is where it all started. And so I go shopping and I'm doing all the same things again. I'm picking black clothes, but I think, oh, but they're new. I'm up leveling myself, (laughs) right? And so, and I'm trying to like think of, okay, I want to get a new career too. So I'll just spruce up. Well, this woman, a personal shopper, she was watching me and she said, ma'am, I really, I really think you should try this on. And she holds up this red dress that looked like three sizes too small. And I said, that's really sweet of you, but yeah, that's not my size and really not my color. She said, honey. That is your color. It is your size. Try it on. And you know, sometimes you hear messages, you know, that come through. Well, this one really came through and I call it my red dress moment. It was like she hit me over the head with that dress and I tried it on, twirled around like Cinderella, looked in the mirror and it was like, whoa, there I am. You know, I saw like this princess before me and you know what, what, was symbolic about it is that I really had to see myself differently in order to kind of get unstuck. And so I bought that dress that day as a costume, honestly, like I I still didn't believe it, but I marinated in it and all this magic that you heard in my bio started happening. And really, I know it sounds kind of fairy tale-ish, but what happened was that I realized there was a symbiotic relationship between the outer and the inner when it comes to confidence. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started recognizing that I was using the black clothes as a cloak to keep me invisible from the world because I was scared. I was scared Mm -hmm. of the men. I was scared of new opportunities because I didn't think I deserved it. And so that's where kind of everything started happening to me and what you, what you read out loud. And what I really love doing now is I, I flip the switch and I work from the outside in and helping people build their confidence so they attract what they want. Mm-hmm. Well, and obviously you became very confident after having that dress and you now have this confidence makeover process. So I would yeah. love you to talk about really what is that makeover process? Yeah. And, you know, I recognize that so much of what we do in ways of like, you know, attracting business or attracting abundance or attracting love, it really starts with how you feel about yourself. And I think so many times people focus on other things. Like even in business, we do this. We'll focus on, you know, the marketing or getting the web a certain way and understanding the trade and whatever we're doing, or if we're trying to attract love, you know, the opposite sex. But if you don't love you, then no one will. Mm-hmm. And so the confidence piece is crucial for me. And I've developed a formula called the Charisma Quotient. It's actually the name of my podcast, hopefully the name of my book one day. And I love charisma because it's deeply in- intertwined with confidence. Because when you're charismatic, you exude a certain energy. 
And that magnetic energy creates opportunities. Now, within that, like, I guess, formula, if you will, there are three pillars in which I work with people. Number one is your style intelligence. That's working with people's wardrobe, how they market themselves, right? How good they feel in their body, their body confidence, their sex appeal, their body language, which is also huge and overlooked, Then as people are building that confidence, and to me, that's the quickest gateway into getting to somebody's confidence, right? Like all these other things in life take time. Mm -hmm. But when you walk out of a dressing room, and I see this with all my clients, and you are feeling good with your hair, say, or your, you know, your dress that you just put on, there's nothing like it. And you walk a little taller, right? And Mm -hmm. with that, people see you differently, And so, again, this symbiotic thing starts happening, and as that starts building, then I work with people internally. This is where kind of being a therapist for so long comes in, and I work with raising people's emotional intelligence. That's how you express yourself. It's setting boundaries. It's that vulnerability piece. It's that authenticity piece that really helps you relate to others. And then... I work with people's social intelligence, and that is taking it to the streets, if you will, and really working on interpersonal communication, you know, like how do you move through a networking event? How do you, how do you handle yourself on a date? How do you flirt? Flirting is a big part of my business, by the way. And (laughs) so it, again, and when I work with people, I sit down and I take a good history, much like a therapist would, but understand it and look at people as a puzzle. Because I do believe that everybody has confidence. It's just in different areas. And when there's one piece that's missing, it's like, well, okay, what is it that that person need to get that confidence? So that's why I call myself a strategist these days. It's really coming up with a strategy around all of that to to help you get what you want. Mm -hmm. That's so true where you're saying everyone has confidence, maybe just in a different area. So it's maybe finding where that confidence is and help drawing that out of them, right? You know, like all of us feel, you know, like I'm actually a pretty shy person. So when I go into a networking event where I don't know anyone, it's, it is sometimes hard for me to go start talking to someone, but then there's other things that I definitely would feel very confident in, you know, so it's just being able to draw that out and apply it in those other places, maybe that are a little more difficult. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. And um, since you you used yourself as an example, like, like, look at here you are doing a radio show. No one would ever know that you're shy. Like, right to your point, like you're confident behind a microphone and behind a screen. But then, like, how can you apply that to when you're in front of people in a networking event? And I see confidence a little bit differently. It's more about experience. So if there's Mm -hmm. something that you don't feel confident in, I love just giving people that practice and tools around how they can get that practice. So it builds that confidence. I mean, like when we all started our job, we you're not very right. confident and, and so you keep doing it and now you can do it with your eyes closed. So it really, it, it can be that simple, but sometimes it just, it we make it harder than it is because a lot of fears come up around that too. And that's another layer. Right. Exactly. So I know you say that first impressions are important. You know, we all know, we've all heard that, you know, before someone's going to judge you right away. Um, But, you know, why are those first impressions so important for our brands and our business? Oh, it's huge. And do you know, this is crazy that it takes 
seven seconds now to make a first impression. That's crazy. It used to be 30 seconds just a couple mm-hmm. years ago. And I, I do believe it's technology that has a lot to do with it. Like we're just going so fast in the way mm-hmm. that we process information. And what's interesting about first impressions when you do the research is that it's based on two things and two things only. And this is what happens in the brain. It's not just me talking. Number one, we're basing our judgments and assumptions based on how somebody is dressed. Mm-hmm. Number two is your attitude, which is your body language, what's written on your face, your emotions, your energy. And so why that is so important is, oh my gosh, can you imagine? And I say this to give people hope. You know, I can already see some eyes rolling. It's like, oh, so I now I have to pay attention to the way I dress when I go into a room. But if you <laughs> thought of it differently, that what if you knew exactly what to put on your body, such as what cuts flatter your figure, what style is your brand that sends a message out into the world that breaks down those barriers, why wouldn't you do it? That That's an easy gateway into, you know, having people then want to talk to you, then want to get to know you. First impressions can make or break a relationship and a connection. So the more you do on, like, handling your presentation, it'll be that much easier to make that connection and close the deal. Right. And I think you, you touched on body language, too, but that's so true. Just, you know, realizing how you're standing, if your arms are crossed, you know, maybe you're oh, yeah. closed off or things like that, too. So can you just give people, in case they're not really sure how things come across, like what they should or shouldn't do regarding that body language? Oh, yeah. This could be like a whole show, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we could do a whole segment on this. But 93% of communication is nonverbal, which is mm. crazy. So it's not even what you say is as important as how you present. And so I usually break up body language into zones. And the first zone that I would say is the most important to pay attention to, especially nowadays, since we're doing so much virtual meetings, is your face. Mm-hmm. You know, are you making contact with your eyes? Are you smiling? I know these seem almost like elementary, but I can't tell you how many times I'll meet somebody. And I, I go out in the field and I, I work with people like at networking events. I teach them how to do this. And and if you're dating, I go out and I do wing girl sessions. And so many people have these serious looks on their faces Mm -hmm. and they look like they're frowning. And so you're not going to be approachable. And people may not think maybe that you want to talk to them or they view you as negative. Mm -hmm. And so that's the best thing to really practice is like how you show up with your face. And even if you've had a bad day or if you're thinking too much, then take time in between your meetings so that you get into that space where there's more positivity and you get more in your body and lightness about you. Mm Mm-hmm. So I know that was the first one. We have a little bit before commercial. Let's see if we can get that second one in right before break. And if we have time for the third, great. If not, we'll come back after commercial and touch on that third one. Um, which, wait, what, which one are we talking about? So we said, you said there were three things. So number one was your face for your body language. Oh, there's actually five zones. That's why I was thrown oh. off with, with three. Yeah, I'm like, okay. well, we, there's probably more. So that's the first part. The second zone is kind of like your chest area, which I consider a lot of times how people read your posture, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are your shoulders rolled down? And you said it too, like your arms crossed. Are you stiff in that? 
way. And I, you know, I worked with a, a woman who, oh my gosh, she would walk through these networking events almost like robotic. And it was like she had a pole, uh, <laughs> you mm. know, like on, on her back. And I said, oh my gosh, like I just want to shake you up and twirl you around and do some salsa dancing because I'm getting anxious just being around your stiffness. And she didn't realize that that was like a barrier for her. And re- in reality, she was just nervous, mm-hmm. but she didn't realize that that like anxiety was carrying with her on her chest area. Right. Yeah. So do you want me to keep going or I'm actually, we're going to go to a break right now. We'll continue when we come back. So when we do come back, we will continue to chat with Kimmy about raising your confidence and charisma to attract more clients. You're listening to biz help for you with candy Messer on voice America, internet radio. We'll be right back after this brief commercial break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Biz Help For You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to Biz Help For You. Welcome back to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. In the last segment, Kimmy Seltzer told us about her background and how she got into using this confidence and charisma to attract more clients. So let's continue our discussion. And right before break, we were talking about the body language and we got the first two areas. So can you tell us what that third area is? Yeah. And so moving down the body, another important thing to think about is kind of the hip area and the way that you walk. You know, the the way people walk and how you move your hips is super important. And again, people don't think of that. But like if you're a woman, especially, and if you're trying to, say, attract a man or you're trying to just like work a room in a business situation, you want to seem relaxed. And with that, that means slow down your walk. I've seen a lot of people race through a room and then mm-hmm. stand in a corner, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and you're missing so many opportunities when you do that. And look, I mean, we're all getting fast paced these days and people are looking in their phones and that kind of thing. 
if you pick your head up and you make eye contact and you relax your shoulders like we talked about in the last segment and then really be mindful of slowing down the walk and surveying the room and making connections with your body and people, a lot of opportunity can be there for you. But if you're having anxiety around that, and I see a lot of people with social anxiety or, you know, Candy, you mentioned about the shyness. I work with a lot of shy people. Shy people tend to be in their head a lot and they're thinking a lot. And so the body language is really something awesome to focus on because that'll get you out of your head and more grounded and into your body. And that will help people understand that, oh, wow, like she's relaxed and you'll look more confident because of that. Mm -hmm. The other thing to pay attention to are your habits. Now, there are some nervous habits that people have with their body, and sometimes they don't even realize it. It could be tapping a foot. It could be picking their nails. It could be, you know, twirling their hair too much, you know, whatever it is. Anything in excess is something to take a look at. I had a guy that I was working with and it was really funny because every time he would talk to a pretty woman that he, well, that he saw attractive, he would take his right arm. And he would hold it with his left arm with mm. it, like like almost like a little boy would, you know, and he looked <laughs> really like low confidence when he was talking to women. And I noticed it once. I'm like, hmm, note to self. Noticed it twice. I'm like, okay, there's seems to be something here. And then I saw it a third time. I'm like, okay, Doug, we got to talk. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, do you know that you're doing this? He says, oh my God, I have no idea. And what we track, and this is the therapist in me, we, what we figured out is that when he was little, every time his mom would reprimand him, he would do that body language. And his mom was very powerful and overbearing a little bit. So when he when he felt insecure in a woman's presence, his body language, it would be like a default button would go right to that stance. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing is that sometimes our, like what we think and feel is leaking in our bodies. So the more we're in touch with that and we start to correct some of these things, you will be read a lot differently. And when it comes to business, this is huge. Like if anyone does a lot of speaking, People are making judgments and assumptions based on how you move in the room before you even get on stage. And there's been a lot of studies on this or even before a sales meeting or in a networking situation. And they are determining in those first impression stages if they trust you, whether or not they're going to buy from you, whether or not that you have that likability factor. And here's the thing. This is the bottom line that people do business and will buy from people who they like. Mm -hmm. I know we spend a lot of time on all the information that we know, but the reality is it really is about the likability factor and how charismatic that person can be. That's so true. So then what about this, the area number four? Yeah. And so, like I said, that's more the habits, you know, that people exude and and that kind of thing, because, you know, that that reads in the body language. But, you know, overall, you know, the the fifth dimension sometimes is just like more, I I say, the unknown. And that's Mm -hmm. something that when I work with people. I look at the whole entire picture. You know, I do these virtual makeovers, which are super fun. And I teach people about their, you know, their body type and what clothes work for them, what clothes work against them. But I'm also reading body language and even in pictures, like what your body language is like. So, you know, when it comes to a LinkedIn profile, 
for instance, your image online is just as important as when you first walk into a room. And if there is incongruency with your pictures online and who you are, you also might be missing the boat and not getting the opportunities that you're trying to get. Mm-hmm. That's so true. So I know we were talking earlier about charisma along with Mm -hmm. the confidence. And I would love for you to kind of talk about what your charisma quotient is. Yeah. And so just to recap, my the charisma quotient um, kind of came out of working with thousands of people, both men and women over the years and figuring out, well, what is it that I'm actually teaching? And it's like every time I work with somebody at the end of my coaching with them, they always say, and now I've, I actually have a term for it. I call it the charisma glow. They say, you know, everyone keeps thinking that like I went to a spa or I lost weight or there's something different about me and no one can put their finger on it. I said, oh yeah, because you have the charisma glow. And what is interesting about charisma is that it's something that's learned. If you do the research on it, it's really fascinating. The, it, no one is born charismatic. It's actually a learned behavior. And why I like that is it means it's teachable and mm-hmm. it's learnable. And I've seen this from ages 16 all the way up to 85. It's never too late to learn this stuff. And when I broke down charisma, that's where I came up with the three pillars of style intelligence, mm-hmm. emotional intelligence, and social intelligence. Because to me, those are the three areas that make a person charismatic. When you get a handle on your style, on how you express yourself, and how you manage interpersonal relationships, that is like the magic. And anything from there can happen. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you talked about, you know, having this quotient. So how does that actually relate for our business owners who are listening to actually attract their clients? It plays out in a lot of ways, some of which, you know, we were talking about in ways of, let's say, networking. You know, um, it, it's funny because I'll work, I, I, I'll give you an example. I was working with somebody up in uh, the Bay Area and she hired me to help her get more charisma and networking skills because she, I mean, she was amazingly intelligent. She had all these opportunities, but things just weren't clicking with people. And so she hired me and I went up there and I did an in-person intensive with her. Um, This is obviously before Before COVID. COVID. (laughs) Yes, before COVID. And now I do everything virtually, which is still really effective. But, um, you know, when I met her, I, I saw right away exactly what was happening. Even on the phone, when I was like booking her, she was so serious. Like I, I always see if I can crack a joke with somebody to see if they have a little, <laughs> like the fact that you laugh candy is great. Like I like that, you know, like we all want that rapport, but she was not having it. I mean, it was like crickets on the other line. And then she just, you know, whipped out her credit card and she's like, all right, so you'll meet me at such and such date at such and such hotel. And it was like all business. I'm like, hmm. I already kind of knew what was going on. So when I got there, she was dressed really like stiffly and she had a bun in her hair and she had no makeup on and she was like very stiff in her body language and even the way she was communicating. And I said, okay, I need to like loosen you up a little bit because you're scaring me. I can't even imagine like what other people are feeling. So I literally let her hair down and I told her to go home and change into a red dress. And 
I just worked on having her build her um, like emotional intelligence and her style and also her flirting skills. And flirting is actually, you know, people get really scared of that word, especially when it comes to business. But do you know how many articles have been out and research that has been done that people who even flirt in business actually have more opportunity. They are put in higher positions. They meet more people at networking events. And I think because sometimes people have that association of, you know, the sexuality piece to it. But when you look at flirting as being playful and charismatic, it's different. If you look in the dictionary, flirting actually is to behave as though you are attracted to someone without the serious intention of an outcome. Mm-hmm. So if you just exude that attractiveness to everybody and anybody, like I flirt with babies, I flirt <laughs> with dogs, like I just flirt with life, you know, and that magnetism is usually what creates opportunities with people. Mm-hmm. And again, it's getting out of your head and really learning how to get into the moment and connect with people. So that's what I did with this woman. And by the end of the night, do you know, she met, we went to four different places and in every place I taught her how to navigate a room, she met like the CEO of the room in every instant that we went to. And, and this was kind of something that we didn't plan. She actually got asked out when we went to happy hour. And this wasn't even, she didn't even hire me for dating coaching. Mm-hmm. It was all business. But this is the magic that happens when you let go. Mm-hmm. So she felt more confident too in her own probably presence. And then that just opened her up to those opportunities. Bingo. And it was really about getting out of her business, you know, kind of mindset and out of her head. She was too into the script. She was too serious. And so, again, it was she was lacking that approachability factor that I think was causing her to miss a lot of opportunities. And do you know, after working together, I got a beautiful email from her saying, Kim, this changed my life. She um, ended up doing a TEDx talk later on. She got hired in a, like a really big position. I mean, she was, she really was a smart woman and her whole life changed in the business sense. And I don't know what happened to her love life, but I I can only assume that that also improved. So I would love for you to touch on, we all know the definition, generally speaking, in business of ROI, but what's your definition of ROI and how do you achieve that with your presentation? Yeah, I love doing, um, I do a lot of talks on how to achieve ROI with your presentation. And it's funny to think of return of investment in your wardrobe and presentation because most Mm -hmm. people don't think that way. But um, again, I think this is an area that's often overlooked that people spend too much time on the knowledge and the content without working on the marketing and presentation. Because like I use the metaphor all the time that if you had two websites and let's say both websites have the same content, one website is kind of antiquated, it's moving slow, it's not aesthetically very pretty. And it's just old. The other one, same content, is updated, it's slick, it's fast, it's beautiful with gorgeous colors. Which one are you going to trust and choose? 
Mm-hmm. The nicer I mean, one. <laughs> right. Well, people are the same way. Like we're no different. I know we all try to think that we're not and that we're not we're like, oh, that's so superficial. But I've done a lot of presentations. You saw one of them where mm-hmm. even like when I showed the before and after yeah. of that woman, like we all have assumptions on people and it's just something that happens to us. So if you pay attention to putting more investment in your clothes, for instance, and taking really good pictures and maybe hiring a coach to work on like your vocals and your body language. And by the way, vocals are part of body language, meaning not what you say, but the tonality and how you say things can also be a nonverbal sign and communication of your confidence. Mm -hmm. So when you invest in those pieces Oh my gosh, your investment will come back like triple fold because again, you're breaking down like barriers and people don't have to jump through those hoops to get to know who you are. Again, it's not changing who you are, but it's about marketing yourself so people get to know who you are and what you're about. Right. Very important. So I actually think we're going to go to our next break right now. So when we come back, uh, be sure to hear more from Kimmy Seltzer of the Charisma Quotient on attracting more clients by raising your confidence and charisma. We'll be right back after this brief commercial break. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Biz Help For You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to Biz Help For You. Welcome back to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Today I'm chatting with Kimmy Seltzer who uses the Charisma Quotient. Let's find out a bit more information from her on how to increase your confidence and charisma to attract more clients. So we were talking right before in the last segment too about some of the makeovers that you've done Mm -hmm. and they can have an impact on your confidence and eliciting change in a powerful way. So can you talk more about that and what is your outside in approach? I know you touched on that briefly in the first segment, but I'd love to kind of expand on that. Yeah, I... 
So as I mentioned before, I think focusing on your style and your presentation is the quickest gateway into your confidence because once you feel confidence in your clothes, in your body, so much magic happens and it gives you that confidence to take it one step further. And also it gives other people confidence in you. So I'm pretty scientific in the way that I approach clothes and a makeover. I'm not this like LA stylist that says, oh, you must wear this. This looks fabulous and just like send you on your way. Like I'm, I really want to teach people about what their body type is and what clothes flatter that figure. And Mm -hmm. here's the thing that's so awesome about that is that once you understand what your body type is and what clothes to look for, it increases your confidence in your clothes and when you shop. I think so many times women go into a department store or now online and they scroll through all these clothes and they get overwhelmed and they're like, oh, nothing fits me, nothing works. And then either they don't buy something or they buy something on sale that is not right for them or you know they just buy the wrong things, not keeping all these things in mind. And so um, I... And and I have some easy tips for people listening. I call it my 3C formula. I love formulas, obviously, Um, because it just helps you understand things in a very simple way. And if you focus on these three C's, even you listening will be able to start getting a handle on some of this. And I do have a free gift at the end to take it one step further. But the first C is knowing your cut. This is where the body type comes in. There are five body types. And the thing that's very important about this, it's not about your weight, but it's about your bone structure. Mm-hmm. So certain people have, you know, wider, for instance, shoulders than their hips. And, you know, um, the free gift that I have helps you measure yourself. And so you know exactly what to put on. And again, that will help you and be more confident in buying the clothes and being in the clothes. The second C is the color. Now, color is also really important when it comes to your brand and attracting clients, attracting love, all of it. There, first of all, are certain colors that have psychology to it. It's really interesting if you like do some research on it. Like, for instance, red is highly attractive to men. So I always tell women in a profile to wear something red. But red is also really a powerful color when you're doing selling. I I always like laugh when I thought of this instant where I was speaking and there were other speakers there too. And I wore a red dress and everybody else wore this really like bland colors. And I outsold everybody in the room. And everyone's like, Kim, what, what did you do? What was your magic? I said, honestly, it was the red dress. <laughs> but obviously it was symbiotic, right? Like I knew that red was an eye catcher and that it held attention, but I also felt confident in mm-hmm. that red dress. So um, not only do different colors mean different things, but you also need to pay attention to your brand and what colors you're working with. Because if your website is all orange and then you're wearing something that's like hot pink, it's going to clash on your website. So mm-hmm. when you take photos, um, there's also different colors that could say that it's your brand. So for instance, because my story is about my red dress, I always, when I go online or I'm in summits or virtual stuff, I'm wearing red. Mm -hmm. Why? Because that's my brand and it's my story. So um, that's another thing, but you have to make sure that it's the right red because there's certain skin tones that have, you know, different 
colors that reflect differently. So I really like to teach people about their color. The third C has to do with your confidence clothing is what I call it. Everybody has something in their closet that they feel confident in. Like if you had a networking event tomorrow or a business meeting or a date, what would you put on? And then you take a survey of those clothes and you figure out, all right, why is it that I feel so confident in these clothes? Is it the color? Is it the cut? Do people compliment me in it? Is it the way that it feels on my body? So if you just work on those three C's, it can really help build your confidence in the clothes. Mm-hmm. I think there's just so much to learn about that. I know um, quite a few months ago, I had someone else talking about the different materials and the colors and things yeah. like that too. And just, I mean, they even said, I think anyone could really wear stripes. It's just what direction or how big they are or whatever. And some people think, oh, I can't wear stripes because it makes me look larger. Or yeah. things like that. So just understanding all of that, there's so much to go into to learn that. So, I mean, I'm glad you've gone over that with a little bit of an overview, you know, but there's <laughs> so much more to learn. Um, but that kind of goes into my next question would be like, what are some of the mistakes that you see people make And, um, you know, what would you suggest to help them actually connect with a prospective client? Yeah, well, one big mistake is that they don't pay attention to all the stuff that I'm talking about. (laughs) So that's like the overriding that they'll put more focus on the actual transaction and the business without paying attention to their presentation and how they walk into a room and building rapport. I think those are the two big things that are so crucial when you're doing business with someone. You know, I I went to a networking event a couple years ago and it was with a bunch of lawyers and I mean, I obviously am not a lawyer and (laughs) I didn't know anything about anything about being a lawyer. But do you know, I got more cards and I got more contacts than my friend did who is a lawyer from Yale. And she's like, what did you do? Like, how did you do that? And I said, well, I just got to know people because Uh at the end of the day, People do business with people they like. And I said that before, but it's really, really true. So that's a big mistake. Another mistake that I see happen, especially when it comes to the clothes, is that they'll wear things that don't fit them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know that, you know, they're, it's just not appropriate for either their brand or their body type. And so then there's this like, incongruency or mismatch and it can almost cause confusion in somebody who's meeting that person. I mean, that's how powerful it is because again, remember, it's hard to get past that first impression. It takes more work to get past it than if you had a good one. So Uh that's why I say like, if you just take a little bit of time and start, you know, looking at this stuff, you know, even just taking pictures of you in different outfits and looking at yourself online or in your phone, it's really powerful because what you see in the mirror sometimes is also very different than what other people see. And that's the best way to just kind of like double check yourself. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I mean, there's so many things that we could really look at that we could be improving. And again, we're just kind of touching on them yeah. today. Um, but one other thing that I would really love to touch on before we get to the end of the show are some of those conversation and image hacks that people can do to make networking more effective. Since obviously we're in business, we need to make those contacts. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, yes. Well, the best thing to do is really go through the ingredients of the Charisma Quotient and see if there's one area that's harder for you and recognize what you can do in just one thing that you can do in each area and practice it. So Uh if style is something that's really difficult for you and not something you paid attention to, let's say you never wear color, for instance. What would it be like to, for a week, practice wearing a blue top or a purple top or a red top and just then take notice on how you feel in it and how other people relate to you? You know, with your emotional intelligence, if you're always used to just listening and not expressing yourself, next time you're meeting someone, build rapport by sharing a story about you and see the impact it has on how people relax with you because you come across more authentic. Authenticity comes from sharing things about you. It's not what you know. It's what you share and how you feel. That's mm-hmm. where people, you know, really connect with you. And in your social intelligence, you know, how are you communicating? Are, you know, and I always ask this question. If you were to take a percentage on how often you're listening versus how often you're actually sharing things about yourself, you can determine where you need to go. Uh, A big, like for instance, women tend to ask more questions than to share things about themselves. So, you know, take a self-survey in each of those areas and see what you can do with one thing. Because I always say the little wins add up to the bigger picture and the bigger success. Right. But don't you think then that asking the other questions is more like, well, we're trying to be kind or, you know, trying to just understand them or get to know them. So we're thinking like we're, you know, doing the right thing where like you're saying, well, maybe you're asking too many questions and not sharing anything about yourself, which I I see that could also not let someone know who you are, get to know you a little bit, but maybe that's part of the issue. Yeah, you know, it really is about balance. And so going back to the percentage, it it should really be 50-50, not 80-20 or, you know, any other kind. And so that's why I say take a look at, like, how often it's so important to ask questions. I mean, some people have it the opposite where they're not doing enough listening and all Mm -hmm. they're doing is selling. And I've seen that happen, too, on the other side of the spectrum. So the more you think of a conversation as a dance, I actually um, just did a webinar on how to progress and conversations and it was fascinating to hear you know what the stumbling blocks that people had conversations are actually broken up in three phases I teach this a lot and like we have the initiation phase we have the sustainment phase with like how long you can stay in a conversation and then we have like follow-up or making a meaningful connection and ask yourself, where are your conversations falling short? Do you tend to like start a conversation and you're fine, but then it just falls off and then you don't know where to go. And then you end up just going into business mode and then you just kind of lose that connection. So again, there, like you said, we're just scraping the surface right now. But if right. you, if you just start doing a self-assessment you know, that's that's kind of my superpower. I love helping people. And I'm, I'm, I, I'll offer anybody out there who just wants to take a look at that stuff. I love hopping on calls with people and just helping them tease that out a little bit. Yeah, like I said, there is so much to really know. I think even for myself, when I think about this whole conversation 
part of it. Well, for me, I try to just do more one-on-one conversations anyway, you know, just because it's easier for me. But I do think sometimes if you don't know someone and you're not sure really what to ask all the time, then it could kind of put a stall into the conversation. Sometimes it's easy. You're just, you find something that is similar and you just start chatting or maybe, you know, your mom of kids or, you know, whatever. I used to be a soccer mom and now, you know, I'm a a grandmother or whatever now. Sometimes (laughs) those are things that are easy, but sometimes you don't necessarily know what you have in common and how to even ask those questions. It's true. That's why I teach um, people the social engagement formula that I've come up with um, that really helps people move out of their head into a more heartfelt conversation. So one of the mistakes that I see in conversations is that people rely too much on facts and not enough personal stories. Mm-hmm. And so the more practice you get at that and moving those conversations, the easier it becomes and it just flows. Like those conversations you talk talked about where it just flows. It's obviously easier when you have something in common, but I I I mean I can talk to a wall basically at this point and, and find something, you know, that to, to talk about. But you're only 50% of the equation. Remember that. And, you know, you can't control what the other person might be shy too. And so it's your job as a business person to make people feel comfortable. And with that, you need to be comfortable in your own skin. Right. Well, we're at the end of the show. So I do want to have you mention the offer that you were talking about, hinting about before. And how can our listeners connect with you? Yes, you liked how I teased there. <laughs> See, I was flirting. That's a big part of I just flirting. Um, so I do have this body style guide that I love giving. Um, I have one for women. And then for men, I have a man's fashion manifesto. And for women, I go over the five body types. I teach you how to measure yourself. And also what clothes flatter that figure and what clothes to stay away from. And for the men, there's, you don't have too many body types. You only have three. But I also go into like grooming, which a lot of times men don't pay attention to, and other fashion hacks that I know men secretly want to know. And when you download that, I also give a discount to my virtual makeovers that I do that are super fun, that I can really, really help you more with your style and your branding. So where would they find you? Like a website, social media? Yeah, the easiest is to go to my site is KimmySeltzer.com, K-I-M-M-Y, Seltzer, S-E-L-T-Z-E-R.com. My podcast is The Charisma Quotient, which is easy to remember since we've been talking about that. And I'm happy to provide a link to the style guides for people who want to download that. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. This has been fun. Like I said, I know we haven't really had a chance to go into like a super deep dive in a lot of this, but it was a great overview. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me, Candy. And then I want to thank the listeners also for tuning in to the show today. I hope you found this topic interesting and that it answered some questions about raising your confidence and charisma to attract more clients. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Kimmy or you can send us a message at media at abandp.com. And would you please share our show information with those you know? I'd really appreciate your support. Next week's topic is cash control, know your numbers, 
protect your business, and grow for the future. I hope you can join us for this presentation. And please remember you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. Links can be found on my Voice America page. Remember to tune in each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you can't join us for the live show, you can find the episode saved on the business channel on voiceamerica.com or find the podcast posted on iTunes, Tune in, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to BizHelp for You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a terrific week.